What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of That Creative Life. Happy Monday. We are going full on tech today because tomorrow, as you're listening this, tomorrow is the Apple event, September 15th, 10 a.m. West Coast time and then 1 p.m. East Coast time. Wow, I I had like a brain fart right there. So we're going all in on tech. We're talking about computers, laptops, computer parts. We have Rogue from Tech Deals on the pod today. Uh, She is half of a dynamic duo of the Tech Deals YouTube channel. They do a lot of great streams uh, for people who are just curious about, hey, what is the best computer to buy? But also, what are the best parts? Getting nit and gritty about graphics cards and, you know, like I've already said, processors. So I'm stoked for this conversation. We we talked for a while. So basically, I have 45 minutes of an interview here. And if you want to see the entire video interview, I'll link down uh, Tech Deals YouTube channel for that in the show notes below. But before we kick it off, hey let's just talk about the Apple event tomorrow and what should we expect? So of course the rumor channels, the rumor mills are a buzzin' and we really don't know exactly what's going to happen, but what we do know, iPhones, the new iPhones are not going to be shipping right after the event in September like they normally are. Given the world circumstances, there are some delays. So we're not sure if we're going to see the new iPhones. Uh, People are speculating that this will be, you know, obviously this is a full digital event. So anyone can watch it on their website at 10 a.m. West Coast time. But we don't know if we're going to see the iPhone. So it's speculated that it's the Watch Series 6 and a new iPad Air. So the the iPad Air is basically going to be that all-screen display, but it's going to be a lighter version of the iPad Pro with a, you know, display that isn't as good, isn't as good. But then, you know, they're getting rid of the physical home button like previous iPad Airs have had. So it'll be just, you know, the bezels will be pushed out. It won't have that dated design. And I think it's going to look really good, you know, with the other iPad Pros and obviously the minimalistic bezels that we're hopefully going to see on the new iPhones. So the Watch Series 6 is so funny. One of, or not funny. I mean, this will be helpful. Uh, The Watch Series 6 apparently can detect, will be able to detect blood, oxygen, oxygen levels and monitor that. So (laughs) a result of that, we'll be able to identify panic attacks and offer breathing exercises to calm down people, which holy smokes, the timing of that is fantastic. Thank you, Apple. I've definitely had my fair share of, I mean, like, honestly, I've never suffered with anxiety attacks or uh, really bad anxiety my entire life up until 2020, of course. 2020 has been a challenge for everyone. So, I mean, I have a feeling that is going to be a serious feature that is going to help a lot of people to be able to identify and then assess, okay, let's do some, let's do some breathing exercises to try to, to try to chill. I know I've had my, my fair share of ups and downs, but I will say, I will say that one thing helped me a lot and that is to stop drinking alcohol. (laughs) Yes, I'm not I'm not perfect. Sometimes I would have a couple margaritas per night, especially when I was back home in, in Texas with the fam for six weeks. It just became part of my routine. I, I've always been a person that, hey, yeah, I'll have like one or two drinks on the weekend, but that's it. That's it. And it just became a part of my routine. And even if it was just one drink, literally every day. Yeah, every day. I, I didn't think it was an issue because, hey, it's just one drink. It's just one drink. Y'all, I was having, I'm sorry, we're getting a little personal before this interview. So sorry. 
people who are coming over from maybe tech deals are like, what is this girl Sarah Peachy's problem? What is she talking about? Well, maybe it might help someone. Just, you know, story time. I was having a lot of moments where I was freaking out. I was having re like a really hard time sleeping. And I was so just, I don't know the proper word for it, just freaked out all the time. So when I was asleep, I slept really light. And if I heard anything, literally any sound, I would just spring out of bed and my heart would just be racing. And of course, during these times, if you have anything to do with, you know, oh, a shortness of breath, your chest is hurting, you know, in the back of your head, you're like, oh my gosh, is this COVID? I'm, you just start freaking out even more. So it's just like freakouts on top of freakouts. And you're like, what else could it be? Okay, I'm stressed about work. I'm stressed about the world. I'm on Twitter too much. So you, you chalk it up to those things. And of course that, that wasn't helping, but y'all, the moment. And I wish I thought of this earlier after maybe two or three months of just, you know, drinking one drink pretty much once a day for a few months straight. I was just like, you know what, you know what, uh, maybe I'll uh, pause drinking for a week. Literally within the first first day of not drinking, I felt light years better. And it all peaked around, and I, I mean, I've made, I've mentioned it kind of on YouTube videos. There was just a moment where everything kind of built up at one moment and I lost someone in my life too. Um, and, you know, I was, I just kept... Again, I, I feel like one drink a day isn't like an alcohol problem. We're getting <laughs> just sharing all the things. Anyways, I wouldn't think it was going to be a problem, but just other stuff was happening. And it all came to a, a point when we just moved to our new apartment and I was low on sleep and it was such a long day, you know, watching the incompetent movers just do their thing and, you know, overpaying them for doing a terrible job. And it was like 10 p.m. Finally got food in me. And, you know, I was like, okay, I'll just, I'll just take a little nap. Just a little nap before I have to edit, edit a video. It's like 10 p.m. at night because I still had work to do after, you know, we moved. And I lay down on the couch and I had just put our sheets into the washer and they were too heavy. So about three minutes into the cycle I was like already asleep on the couch and because the the sheets were too heavy they started really rocking the the, the washer hard because um, there was also I was drying sheets too and all of a sudden there's just like this bang 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 sound and ever since I got broken into in my apartment when I when I the first year I moved to New York I I've always been like pretty freaked out or my worst case scenario is like someone breaking into my apartment I don't know why I think about that a lot but it just is and like in the two seconds where I had just woken up after hearing the bang 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 on the laundry my brain was like oh my god I didn't lock the door my door's not locked <gasps> oh no what is that bang, bang, bang? Someone is literally coming into my apartment. But then, you know, within a few seconds, I was like, okay, it's the washer. I paused it, you know, but I sprung up really quick. My heart literally was pounding out of my chest for the next 10 minutes. I, I was like shaking. I just couldn't stop freaking out. It's the closest I've ever come to, or not closest, I'm sure. I mean, it was like a panic attack. It was crazy. can't believe I'm telling this entire story just from a watch series six update <laughs> feature anyways that was the first time that i've i've ever been worked up to the point where i couldn't calm down and that was the moment where i'm like i have to stop all 
of these terrible habits that I picked up during COVID, during quarantine, because this is not working out. I got to be a productive person on top of my game. And obviously something isn't working. Literally the next day with no, you know, first day of not drinking, you know, the margarita wine cocktail or, you know, I would drink like those hard seltzers like Truly or White Claw, very low alcohol content. But the fizziness, the combo of the fizziness would kill me too. Even one of those would just, it would be bad. Be, it would just make my body just do some weird stuff. The moment I stopped first day, literally felt like it was a rock that was lifted off of my chest. Literally snapped right back to probably the way I felt like in end of February before everything happened. I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel like myself again. This is, this is fantastic. So I don't know why I told you guys that story, but I feel like that was such a big thing that was happening behind the scenes that I never really showed obviously obviously you don't want to show that you're having like panic attacks crazy anxiety you're freaking out about everything because in the back of your mind you're like oh it's is it covid oh my gosh literally the moment i stopped i miraculously better yeah i don't i don't know again i don't know why i said that but just living a lifestyle i guess that you know there's i mean i guess it's a known thing that alcohol isn't good for you so i guess stay away Ugh. I don't know if I'm going to keep this in, but there's that story. I hope it helps you maybe think about life. The iPhones, the new iPhones that probably won't be announced until an October event. I really appreciate the, the rumored renders out there because the camera bump isn't bigger. It actually looks more refined. It looks more slim. Thank God I have not been enjoying these camera bumps. The cameras are great. The fancy cameras are fantastic, but give me something that I can lay flat down on a table. Am I right, guys, or am I right? So the edges will be similar to the iPad Pro to where they're not curved, they're a little flat. Rumors are we'll, we'll have 5G capability and a 120 hertz display. We, that jury's still out about the 120 hertz display. People are very passionate about that. We don't know. We don't know. Um, and then, you know, other things, AirTags, AirPods Studio over the ear headphones with noise canceling, maybe a small HomePod, maybe and maybe the Apple Silicon MacBook. So there's a lot of rumored hardware and who knows with this new digital event strategy, maybe they'll just break it, break it into like two or three or four events. We don't know. I mean, Apple has been crushing it with their digital event game. So I'm looking forward to see what it looks like. Of course, I'll be covering it on the YouTube channel. And I know this has been a little bit of a random intro, but because we're talking about computers, I think it's going to spur a lot of questions because every day when I log into Twitter, there's, there's, hey, what laptop should I buy? Hey, should I build a PC? Hey, do you like your iMac? What, you know, so many questions. So maybe this podcast will get, get those going even more. And what we're going to do, guys, is after you listen to this podcast, if you have questions about what laptop to buy, should I even go the laptop route? Should I go with a desktop? I submit those questions to me on the Twitter. Just tag me at Saradici. And I'm making a laptop update video later this month where I'm going to go through kind of a high level, my thinking on all the laptops that are out now, what I reviewed in the past two years, what is still worth 
buying. Um, I'll, I'll go over some maybe more lower price range because I know a lot of times I review these high-end creator laptops that are more in the two to $3,000 range. And I know that's not super practical for most people. Um, so I'm going to be covering all of that in a YouTube video. And I want to fit in some of y'all's questions in that that can help, you know, the, the more general broad audience of making a YouTube video. So tweet me, enjoy this podcast conversation with Rogue. G'day everybody, my name is Rogue Storm and I go by Rogue and my husband at Tech Deals and I run the YouTube channel Tech Deals. So there you have it. Love and it. Yes, we are Rogue. based in Texas. Such, so much cooler than Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's a funny story. Uh, tech was like, I just want to stream with you and video game with you and I was like, well, if I'm going to do that, then I need a name. And we happened to be out walking one night and there was a big storm and he loves Star Wars. And so he's like rogue and I'm like storm after like four hours of walking. And that's how I got Rogue Storm. So I love that's, that so That's a much. funny name. And then it's just we whittle down to rogue. So there you have I it. I love that so much. Yeah, you guys stream, you make videos of uh, computers. And I was kind of adopted by, I feel like the... The PC sphere maybe two years ago once I started poking around. Oh, what is this? I was a converted creative. We're always, we're, we're taught, oh, if you're a creative, you go with Apple, right? And so it's been, it's been a fun journey and I've learned so much. And because of that, because I've made a lot of videos in the past couple of years, I get questions all the time about specific things that sometimes I really can't answer. So I'm actually really excited to have you because we're not only going to get into your journey of how you are, you know, how you got to where you are, but also, man, people are trying to choose between AMD Intel processor. How? What about AMD versus NVIDIA for graphics card? What, what do you choose? So we'll dive into all, all those things. Um, but let's just kick off. How did you start making YouTube videos and oh, streaming yeah. and doing all the things? <laughs> it's really interesting. Tech um was finishing up one job and we, he was needing something else to do and I'm like dude you just need something where you can just talk and he's like and this was you know four years ago and he's like well there is YouTube and I'm like yeah there's YouTube you could just talk and he lit up and so we got out the camera and we set something up and he, he just started talking at the camera and that's how we're here four years later. Wow. So that was four years ago. <laughs> that was 2016. Yeah. We, uh, he, he launched his first video in like, I think it was March or April of 2016. And he, we published six months worth of videos before anything happened. So it was like every day there was a video, a video, and it wasn't until the 10 series cards came out that one got traction and then it, it's taken off. Mm -hmm. a, lot of, a lot of times people think it's overnight, but a, a lot of times nope. it's like, no, we posted years every single week until, you know, it's that one video and then yeah. you gain some traction. Yeah. Uh, so I've, I've watched a good deal of your stuff and I get pieces of the story. Were both of you guys fixing computers and, and doing that stuff and then you went to YouTube or how did you guys come together and start the YouTube thing uh, with each other? Well, interestingly enough, I've been helping tech now 
or working with tech for two years. So basically, well, I guess April last year, but then I've been the sounding board since he started. So I guess you could say that I've been there since he started, but fun phrasing camera would be April last year. Okay. Um, when we first started doing the live streams and then it's morphed into building computers and, you know, doing headset reviews and, uh, mouse reviews and, you know, looking at monitors and setting up refresh rates and, you know, more getting into the, into the tech side of things. Mm -hmm. And so that kind of morphed from the streaming on Twitch that I did. So it was kind of like Twitch first and I did that with, I played World of Warships. So you were doing that, were you streaming even before the YouTube channel? Uh, yeah, he actually spent 18 months streaming on Twitch, kind of together with the YouTube. But the YouTube took more traction, so we ended up going more YouTube, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And then he was like, well, because he wanted to stream with me, so we streamed World of Warships together and I had no idea what I was doing. So I'm World of Warships, <laughs> pew, 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 and streaming at the same time. So yeah, that was a big learning curve. So if you don't think you can do something, just go do it. <laughs> well, just start so, a new game and stream it at the same time. Yeah, what did you do as a job before? Um, I uh, have a science, master's in science in like biomechanics and nutrition. And um, so I was actually working with chiropractors and physios and doctors and, and doing a whole load of like rehab stuff. So that sounds super fancy and smart. <laughs> so, so that's what I was doing. <laughs> I was like, yeah, no, we're not doing that anymore. We're going to go and do this. <laughs> well, live streaming is an entirely different beast. That's you guys will sit there different for... Beast three or four hours and just talk. Yep. So how did you start with that? Why that? You know, Why? <laughs> tech really likes the interaction, which is why I think he started on YouTube and the videos only get you so much interaction. Mm -hmm. And so when you have chat scrolling through, when you're doing a live stream, you can really get, get into it and have a lot of fun. And I mean, we do have a lot of fun in our streams because we have a lot of awesome viewers. So thank you, viewers. Thank you. Thank you for being awesome. You know, but as far as our audience, you know, it's it's a matter of training up your audience at the end of the day. Um, what, what do you mean by that? Uh, teaching them how to ask a question because they'll go, should I upgrade? Uh, I don't know. Should you? I mean, what are you doing? What are you currently using? What's your budget? You know, and so it's teaching the audience how to ask a question and interact with us so that we can best help them. Because should I upgrade? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Should you? Hang yeah, on, you, where's my eight ball? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you guys have such a niche. It's so hard for me to answer all those questions when Twitter comments, I'm sure you guys get it all the time. There's so much context behind it of, okay, yes. well, what do you do? What's your budget? How? And then especially we were talking in the beginning, they kind of won it all for only maybe $800 to a thousand. And yeah, that's they very difficult. This much for this much. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. not going to work. So it's, yeah. yeah, I want to play AAA games on a low end CPU and not much of a graphics card and 500 gigs of SSD space. Good luck with that. Mm -hmm. I mean, well, you can, I mean, you, I guess you can turn everything down to low settings, but boo! Right. I mean, why do you want to do that? 
Yeah. Well, let's let's break it down. Let's break it down into some use cases. Um, maybe I can just link this podcast to anyone who has a question. <laughs> exactly. Be like, okay, if you want to build a PC, li- listen to this. So maybe for, let's start with probably the most typical uh, who's listening to me. Video editing, where gaming is maybe there, but it's more in the background. Maybe the priority is, okay, we need to we need some cores to rip through premiere rip through 4k footage but maybe let's start more on the budget side you know i got a honkin main gear pc back here and it's very souped up so that's not the most relatable for people so where do you start with the processor and graphics for medium budget video editing and maybe i want a game and maybe, and maybe, yeah, probably not AAA gaming, but older games, probably a good place to start. Intel's always been very good with Adobe. Um, AMD's tends to be a little more fussy. So if you are very budget conscious, AMD, if you've got a little more flexibility with budget than Intel. Um, I've edited videos on both Intel and AMD. Um, I've been one of the lucky ones. I haven't had any fussiness really between the two. I know there's some people that have fussiness with Intel and I know there's some people that have fussiness with AMD. And so you've got camps going, no Intel, no AMD. So that's a really hard thing to answer. Um, My system over here was a 3700X with AMD, a Ryzen 7. I had 32 gigs of RAM. I've got two terabytes, four terabytes of SSD space. And to be honest, I've got three 1440p monitors and that thing worked great. Um, I really, really like that machine. And then I've edited on Tex Intel 18 core 36 thread machine and that's a beast too. That's a more high-end one though. Um, But I edited videos on a 6800K as well, an, an Intel i7 from way back then. So, you know, actually Tech and I spend a lot of time talking about that $12 to $1,500 budget is a really good space to be in when you're trying to create a computer that will do what you want it to do. Mm-hmm. And you don't have, Especially to, you with, don't have to compromise too much because right. it's compromise at the end of the day. Yeah. And it's with everyone working from home, I'm still getting so many laptop questions, but I'm like, guys... <sighs> You can get so much bang for your buck in that price range of 12 to 15 for a really good desktop. And laptops, it's hard. I don't know. In my experience, it's difficult to get a just like perfect laptop in the $1,000 range because all of the ones that just hit it out of the park for me are literally around probably like 1800 to 2000 so yeah. i feel like it can get really steep really quick when you're talking laptops if during you, a time where not a lot of people are traveling well if you need it to actually perform i mean you're going to pay for performance it doesn't matter if you're on a desktop or a laptop and i know like we do a new egg now live stream where we do pull up deals of different things and tech has put several different laptops in there um, this particular one is a Dell with a 4K touchscreen monitor. It's four core, eight thread. I mean, it does fine. I mean, we're zooming on it right now, but to update it, yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> and I've got an Acer Predator over here, um, a 2000, I'm going to say 16 model. It wipes the floor with this one. 
as far as updating it. So, you know, it, it depends at the end of the day, what kind of experience do you want to have with your system? Do you want to sit there waiting for it? Or do you want to actually be able to use it? Like at the moment, tech needed my 3700X. And I'm pointing over here because my live streaming setup is, is right over here that I Twitch stream on. And he needed that. So he popped a 1700X. No, don't push me to bed. I have to wait for it. It's terrible. <laughs> and some of our audience are probably going, I have a 1700X. Yeah, but you haven't used the 3700X. <laughs> Well, with that, there's so many updates all the time and yes. you kind of get this paralysis of, oh, I don't want to do anything right now because what will happen if it comes, you know, if a new version is out next year and inevitably that'll just always be there. So I always tell people if you want, if you want something, just get it now and it'll be fine. I feel like the, the biggest jumps that I have seen are more in like two or three year increments of, yes. uh, honestly, for me, when it came to laptops, Windows laptops didn't step it up until probably three or four years ago. Um, and so it worked out well when the 2016 MacBook Pro came out. It was just a piece of crap. So <laughs> the timing was great for that. And we are seeing huge improvements. But when it comes to a desktop PC, how often would you say an average person is upgrading things? You know, interesting, because I do a lot of watching, like, so I watched the questions in chat and I watch the questions that people post in other people's you know YouTube videos there's a lot of observing and it seems to be about three to five years okay and then what do you need for like for an upgrade how long how long of a lifespan does your motherboard have like how often can you upgrade a processor how often can you slide in a new graphics card what is that lifetime like well or are you gonna have to swap a motherboard out? will last for two cycles Okay. So like Intel, it'll be two, two cycles. Um, like with the current motherboards on uh, Intel, the Z490 at the moment, you will be able to place the new 11th gen Rocket Lake into the current motherboards that we've got now. Graphics cards, you know, graphics cards are a little easier because you can just take it out and put it in. Your motherboard's a bit trickier because that, that's the heart of your system. So you need to spend a little more on your motherboard if you want it to last a little longer. I mean, we have a real, we have a funny saying, it's like spend more, get more. And it's true, you spend a little more, you get a little more. You spend a little less, you get a little less. Um, so, you know, uh, Tech just did a video on the A520 AMD motherboard, which is a step down from the B550, which is a step down from the X570 motherboards but a step up from the A320 motherboards. And it's like, well, should you buy this thing? Cause it's kind of sort of in the middle. You know, right. it's, it's almost like, I think what's hard for everybody if they're building a system is that there's so many incremental little steps. And it's like, well, if I just go here, then I get this. And if I just go this little bit more, you know, it's kind of like you hundred dollar your way into a $2,000 system. And, and that's why I, I feel people's pain out there. Yeah. They, they have so many questions and there's really two camps where you can fall in where there's companies out there, Origin, Main Gear, um, even the normal OEMs, Dell and stuff like that. You can have a certain level of customizability. I don't even know if that's a word, but people get stuck. Okay, do I go that route? And okay, I can upgrade some things on my own and that's great. Or do I just go full on and, and build it? So let's start in those two scenarios. The mm -hmm. camp that maybe 
doesn't want to sit there and fiddle around with all the cables and all the things. They don't want to worry about what power supply to get, but they want a certain level of custom. I think what that's, is the word? I think that's a Customizability? Word. Customize. I'm going to make it a word. It's kind of <laughs> calling better. It's yeah, just that, making it a word. Customizability. I love it. Yep. So where? what are some of your favorite companies and routes to take when it comes to those in the world? Origin, Mangear, Dell, HP, all of that. Uh, I know for pre-builds, we have used CyberPower and iBuyPower. Okay. Um, we have actually uh, upgraded our... Uh, son's a junior deals a uh, computer several times now and he's got a cyber power so hopefully i'm saying that cyber power iba power <laughs> we've got well it's we because we do so many builds and we deconstruct them and then we build new ones and then we upgrade them and then we change this and we change that and we change and tech's got it all in his head and i'm like it's hard to keep track with everything <laughs> Yes, it is. And so and f- so if it's confusing for me, I can imagine our viewers on the other end, how it is for them. You know, I, I, I see the pain in chat. Should I go this? Should I go that? Should I go this? Should I go that? And if I go this, well, then it depends on this, this, and this, and this, and this. And I think that's why people end up being like, ah, I'm just going to go to these websites and just have other people build it for me. Yeah. And you know, what's interesting is with Newegg, they now have the PC part builder. So you can actually build your computer and so if you choose XYZ motherboard, it tells you the CPUs. Or if you pick this CPU, it tells you the motherboard compatibility. That's nice. So that kind of at least makes it a little bit easier. But when you've got, you know, 10 motherboards all within $10 of each other, it's like, well, geez, well. Yeah, well, which one? Which one? You know, what the hell do I buy? And yeah. so that's kind of where our videos come in because we are tech deals. Right. And tech's very much on the value for the money. Mm-hmm. So like, you know... Uh, with Intel right now with their 10th gen chips, there was like, I think we counted 32 from the high one to the two core four thread. Well, well, what, what do you buy? And it's different for different budgets. So if you're a really enthusiast, this is the deal. If you're a mid-range enthusiast, this is the deal. And if you're a budget, well, then this is the deal. So when people ask what's the deal, it's like, well, where do you... Fit. And interestingly enough, when you try and or when you go to create a computer in the new egg part builder, it asks you, are you this kind of budget? Are you this kind of budget? Or are you this budget? But it's you've got to pick what parts you want in it. And that's where our live streams come in, our videos come in. Twitter, tech posts a lot of deals on Twitter and our Discord as well, tech deals Discord. So it's it's like if you are in the right place at the right time, the one I always make a joke about tech is that he'll wake up and his no goes in there. I can smell a deal. And poof, it's, it's right there. And he's, oh, there it is. And I hear this, honey, I saved us some money. What would you buy now? So, you know, the deals just find it. I don't know. It doesn't matter what it is. If it's a deal, it'll be right. And he'll post it on Twitter. He'll post it on Discord. And it's like, you know, he'll bring it to the live streams. Here's the deals. So and, and you guys, I mean, you have, it's like the definition of owning a niche. I talk about that all the time, how if you can just find it, whatever that is for you, and if you're passionate about it and you own that space, then you're going to find an audience. You guys have found a very passionate audience who gets in the nit and gritty of PC parts and computers. 
They do. They do. They do. And it, there's a wide range of people too, because we have the high-end enthusiasts, and then we've got the 15-year-olds who are trying to piece together a PC from their lawn mowing that they do on the weekends. Mm. You know, and that's kind of a, a, a wide range of people to help. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With the CPU, so we, we talked a little bit about AMD versus Intel, and it's always, people are so passionate. They, they are. are just so, it's like, Intel or nothing or AMD or nothing. Yep. The, the, the more popular thing is to do AMD or bust because, of course, AM, uh, Intel, excuse me, has been a little bit slower to, uh, I guess if you want to say innovation. They're not known for that. Ooh. They're known for yep. just incremental just, updates, yep. just chugging along. Yep. But then, you know, what I found through my journey is there is something to say about reliability, and also having a company that talks to other companies and makes the parts work together. Yes. In, in your experience, what are some personal anecdotes or, or things, you know, the AMD versus Intel? Because it's yes. not, at the end of the day, all about the cores, as no. much as people want to make it no. about it. Which is, you know, which is why Tech Likes having me on stream, because I don't have as much tech and history as he does, but I have the usability. So, like, he's changed me from... 16 gigs of RAM to 32 gigs of RAM back to 16 gigs. He's changed me from four cores on Intel to eight cores Zen 1 on AMD to Zen 2 back to Zen 1. So I've, I've gone up, I've gone down, I've gone sideways. And so I can bring usability experience to the viewers. And so I guess the Fussy, the most fussy we've had was with the 3700X, the BIOS. Hmm. That must have taken us two hours to get figured out. And tech was still like, oh, I'm nearly wow. done. I'm nearly done with you. If you're not going to work, I'm going to go get something out. And it started working. <laughs> wow. So, but, you know, when I know tech's had RAM issues, he uh, went to upgrade uh, our editor's XD's uh, Threadripper 1, the 1950X, and... It just had a complete conniption. Says no, I'm not going to do that. I said yeah, yes, you are. <laughs> I'm upgrading you from 132 to 128, and damn it, you're going to work. So finally, he found a kit that that worked. So yeah, AMD can be a little fussy. So, mm -hmm. but it's that that there's some value there. So it depends. Are you okay to pay a little less for a little bit of fussiness? And once you kind of get over it, you're okay. Um, some people are okay to do that. Some people aren't. Like uh, the 5700Xs, the graphics card, they've the drivers have been a bit fussy. Um, we've got one AMD card in all the systems that we've got, and it's RX 580, but that's because they've known to be less fussy. I mean, AMD can get there if it can get rid of the fussiness. Premiere is very core heavy, so I think that's why people have been enjoying the recent AMD updates just because, oh my gosh, we're getting so many cores, you know? But in in my experience, I, God, this computer is in the corner of my office and I just never finished the video because I had, um, I had a journey with <laughs> AMD's <laughs> recent 32 core processor. You know, 32, holy smokes, they released that 32 core and the 64 core things that, you know, I never would have thought there would be processors, or I mean, they've always existed, but me having a computer with a processor over $2,000 just seems bonkers, yep. right? Yep. Um, and 
in my experience, they, uh, the company that I use, they paired it up with an AMD graphics. And in Adobe Premiere, you need that CUDA renderer. You need, I, I, I think I'm so used to NVIDIA when it comes to graphics in Premiere because it's just so snappy. It's so great. And I've never had issues. So when I had a system that was five, six, a $7,000 system, with top of the line processor, yep. top of the line AMD graphics, but then I wasn't, and then Premiere just wasn't liking it. That can be disappointing, right? Yes. And so that's where that really, that research comes in handy in knowing, okay, that's great 32 core processor. Premiere's gonna, I mean, Premiere, you're not gonna see any significant performance over 18 in my experience maybe they're changing things I don't know but just in my experience I haven't you know experienced that um and then the AMD graphics just they do not do well in Premiere in in PCs well interestingly enough we have one computer with a, an AMD graphics cut so that's going to tell you something right there <laughs> like all of ours are NVIDIA yeah yeah, I mean, I'm a, I'm a big fan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, I do want to say something. I did notice the difference in using Intel when I went from Zen 2, which was the Ryzen 7 3700X, down to the Ryzen 7 1700X. Interesting. I, I, did, I, I, I did notice that. So what, what are your opinions on these 32-core, 64-core processors that are just breaking the bank? Are they aspirational? Are they something for us to talk about on a podcast, but you just don't recommend anyone to actually use? You know, that's interesting. Like, Tech has the 18-core, 36-thread okay. chip that he edits and renders and, you know, Adobe and everything. Um, and that thing is awesome. Um, if you have a need for 32 threads and you've got the money, go for it. But most people don't. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. It sounds but it can really rip. good. What is, what is his graphics pairing for that setup? Uh, that one, he's got a 2080 Ti in it. Yeah. Which, oof. Yeah. Hello. We saw a recent update to the iMac. And yes. the news of, oh my gosh, Apple Silicon is around the corner. Very exciting. So what do you what do you think about what's going on over in the Apple world with their updates? We're, we're gonna I'm sure we're gonna see many more Intel Macs, but in the next two years, we're probably gonna see that first MacBook without any Intel in it. Yeah, well, yeah, because they're going over to ARM. Yeah, they're mm -hmm. getting rid of the Intel and going over to ARM processors. And actually, ARM is actually looking at selling. And so we did a, a whole live stream on the news on that. And it's going to be interesting. NVIDIA currently is looking at buying it. Literally the night before this podcast went up, the news broke that NVIDIA just bought ARM from SoftBank for $40 billion. So, yeah. Here's the thing. People are going to buy Apple um, because it's reliable. And if this switch to the ARM processor per, proves to be even a tinsy wincy fussy, that's that's gonna hurt. Um, I'm not gonna lie because we like things that just work. And if it's like you with your, if your 32 core wasn't fussy, you would have finished your video on it. Yeah. Yeah. Such a bummer. <laughs> Such a bummer. <laughs> Why are these like, things and, and you a piece know. of? 
Yeah, well, and I don't, you know, I don't have that time to sit there and go back and forth with like remote tech support. I'm like, exactly. Do you want a video made on this? Then like it has to work. I'm not, I don't have time to spend a month nope. trying nope. to figure things out. Nope, nope. That's exactly, yeah. Tech's been making an XP video, Windows XP. And it's taken him a long time. So please watch that video. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll hear about it. Um, yeah, XP, Windows XP in 2020. So that's going to be an interesting video because he ran that's into a whole so load funny. of snacks. So yeah, I mean, it's just, it's going to have to work. And if it ain't working, then no one's going to buy it. So Apple mm. may not stay on top if it doesn't remain reliable with the Switch. Intel is going to be outsourcing the making of its wafers for its CPUs. And I think the reason why Apple's made that switch to ARM is because Intel can't guarantee a certain number of CPUs for- Which is a huge problem. It's That's a huge product for Apple. So Apple's like, oh crap, now what am I gonna do? Oh, let's go to ARM, but now ARM's selling. And I'm sure Apple's just sitting there going, yeah, they're probably saying some choice words right about now yeah. because depending on who buys ARM, are they going to keep that quality there? Right. But they haven't got them into their products yet. So this is going to be interesting what's going to happen. Why does Apple and all of their infinite cash not buy ARM? Well, a lot of people have said that and then probably because it would create a monopoly. And there has been several, why doesn't so-and-so buy it? Well, because they'll create a monopoly. And then there's antitrust laws. And we've had some very in-depth discussions and chat has been great putting in their two cents worth. And it's really complicated. <laughs> That's interesting. No, I mean, let's stay on this for a little bit because in the bigger tech world, that is always in the news. I mean, mm -hmm. with Google and, and yep. honestly, from personal experience, being on the inside and you hear, you know, oh, um, this company, company X, you know, behind the, the scenes, they're creating, uh, the Patreon, but for them and they're creating the blah, blah, blah. And it's, you get to a certain point where you're, you're like, can you not just exist? Do you have to like swallow up other companies so aggressively? Um, but maybe it's different because with services and those things, automatically my brain is just there. So I'm like, oh, can you guys chill? But then when it comes to hardware, I'm almost on the other side where I'm like, well, if they can mainstream the process and make it better for the consumer, I'm down. But I guess you could make that argument for services too. But they really are swallowing up everything. Google, yeah. Amazon, Microsoft, Apple. Yep, yep. And eventually it'll just be maybe three companies that rule us all. all. Well, and then Intel's coming out with its graphics cards too, remember? It's XE yep. graphics card line. And so so now you'll have NVIDIA, you'll have AMD, and then you'll have Intel. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, it's gonna be quite, you know, and the other thing that companies are faced with is what happened with AMD with Zen 1 is not a lot of support because it was so new. Mm -hmm. So there wasn't a lot of back-end compatibility stuff happening because they didn't know if it was gonna make it or not. And so, so there's down, yeah, there's downsides of not being that huge company. And that's probably why a lot of people, you know, maybe choose the, the Intels of the world. But a lot of people would argue Intel wouldn't feel the fire underneath their butt if it wasn't yeah. for AMD. 
That's correct. So AMD coming through with that Zen 1 really made Intel go, crap, all right, now we have to do something. Mm -hmm. But because it takes so long, it's a process. So the stuff that we're getting now was thought up five, six years ago. So when AMD goes, surprise, it's kind of like, oh, <laughs> we need yeah. to do something, left-hand Albuquerque, but it takes a certain amount of time for it to come through, which is why we're not going to see anything. I mean, Alder Lake with their 12th gen chips from Intel will come out with the big little. So that's a change in architecture. Mm. So yeah, it's, it's between Zen 3 coming here in a few weeks and then Rocket Lake coming next year with Intel, and then Alder Lake coming not soon after that. Uh, the next couple of years are gonna be really interesting. When Intel shifts to big little, the whole complete new, there's gonna be fussiness. What, what do you mean when you say that? Um, basically what they're gonna do is they're gonna have big chips, so like eight core chips that are gonna do some big things, and then they're gonna have little cores like say four or six cores that are gonna do like little pokey around things. But then they'll have eight big cores doing big things and eight little cores doing little things. Mm. And they're gonna, have, it's, it's a little complicated, but basically they're gonna split up what the cores are doing. So these big cores, you can do big things and these little cores, you can do these little things. What is the advantage of that? Um, well, it's kind of like if you've got a big core doing uh, mopping up the milk. Okay, he could do that. He needs to be doing big, big brain stuff. Okay, big brain, little brain. That's probably a better way to. I mean, that's a really simplified version of it. And I'm sure the the smart people out there are like, oh, cringe. <laughs> no, no. I mean, the audience that you're but, talking to are pretty much, I, I think, me who. They are tech savvy, but they don't get in the net and gritty. So this is interesting. This is yeah, helpful. So, so they're, it's, they're basically, it's designed so that the big brain chips are actually doing big brain things and not small medial things. Because you've got directing traffic on all your stuff and then you've right. got actually crunching data and numbers and doing big brain stuff. We talked a lot about tech and the tech news, but what is it like being like the cool parents with YouTube jobs. Is that cool to your kids or are they just like, eh? Uh, yes and no. Sometimes they're ooh and sometimes they're eh. <laughs> so it just depends on the day. <laughs> yeah. So like the 14 year old junior deals, he he's kind of, you know, he's just started high school and you know, he's having to use Blender for projects. And so he's starting to see how all of this could be beneficial to him. Um, then the 12 year old and the 10 year old, now that they've had to do more, you know, work from home for, for school, cause they're doing the virtual academy for school. Um, they're seeing how it can be helpful to them. Um, and because we talk so much about motherboards and storage and RAM and, you know, they know what all those things are. So sometimes, you know, we'll say, so like say the new 30 series or even 21 series, we don't know yet, uh, Nvidia graphics cards coming out. It's like, ooh. And so they'll ask a question, well, which will be the good one? Or how fast will that be? Or do you know what I mean? Yeah. So every now and then, it, and it's just interesting because the three of them are totally different. 
and it's it's just interesting on what on what they kind of poke up at and what they go huh, at. It's like I thought yeah. you'd be interested. Oh, you're interested in that. Oh, it's so yeah. <laughs> it is cool to have any amount of level though of being able to talk to your kids about your job because I I remember when I was a kid it was always just such a mystery. Like, yeah, yeah. And, and we're trying to include them more like you know we've had junior deals on several of our live streams now we've got the tech family reacts you know where we're reacting to different like we reacted to the apple the 27 inch mac that came out um and because they've got inkling of prices they were like oh wow okay i appreciate my pc a lot more now right you know so you know well but we're always talking to them about different things and so they I think they have a more awareness of of what people viewers don't usually have if that it's kind of like my experience of 16 gigs to 32 gigs and in all different graphics cards and all the different CPUs you know I can say I've used those and changed around in them it's kind of the similar thing with the kids mm. so and and they're I don't know it's it, parenting is a whole interesting kettle of fish I'll tell you that <laughs> well yeah I mean what what do you find their interests are are they interested in tech are they taking programming classes at a young age I mean I feel like I was exiting school at the at the time where my school started to care more about that stuff I they were they literally only offered one programming class in like all of our high school so I'm hoping oh, it's getting okay. it's getting better with that well, interestingly enough, yes, to answer your question, uh, Junior Deals, he is doing computer science and that particular class is Java programming. Oh, that's great. So right right then and there, but he did digital uh, animation in eighth grade. And so he had to do Blender projects. Cool. And um, what else did he, he did robotics and they had a certain couple of programs that he had to use there. So yeah, I mean, so that was seventh and eighth grade. So it's I think it's more stunning to trickle down to them in school. Yeah. So and then Princess Stormy, she's twelve and she's setting up her keyboards and her Xbox I controllers. Love it. I mean, oh, like we got a, a new webcam. I got it. I know how to do it. Okay. That's so cool. Yeah. Has anyone come to you and like, hey, I'm starting my own YouTube channel yet? Because I oh. know you have some of the family <laughs> stuff, but has anyone been like, okay, guys, it's my turn, my time to shine? Uh, that would be mini deals. Uh, probably a couple of months ago, we got an email. Two videos were uploaded to YouTube. Oh. <laughs> tech, deal, tech looks at me and I look at him and go, so we go to him. It's like, oh, what's this? We go on his YouTube, nothing there you delete them yeah <laughs> oh, how old is he he's 10 oh my gosh so you have a 10 year old uploading his own youtube videos <laughs> oh. well yes i know so yes we had to have a wee little we had to have a wee little chat about that didn't oh we? my god i love that though because there so. is there's half of it where i'm sure you're like okay i can't possibly expose them to this cruel world out there of the commenters of the oh weirdos God. but then yeah. i'm sure there's the other half of you that's like i'm so proud of my creative little dude for like taking you know having the ambition to do it how do you balance that? that that's a good that's what tech and i've been talking about which is why we created the tech deals you know uh the tech family racks and you know we've got the rogue tech gaming channel as well i mean we've got five different channels tech didn't think that one channel was enough so <laughs> you know and we're trying to get them to 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 
put together some footage that we can pop up on there. So, you know, we've got these avenues open for them. It's just a matter of, yeah, getting <laughs> getting them in the one place at one time to, yes, it's like herding cats. Right. Wrapping things up, what are some YouTube lessons that you can oh my gosh. give to our audience here? You've, you've been doing it, um, you and Tech, for four years now? Four, yeah, four years. Uh, what, what have you learned? What have I learned? Uh, just press record on the camera. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because uh, you'll only keep the good bit. <laughs> uh, what have I learned? Audio. Oh, my gosh. Audio. Uh, audio. Some microphones, bless your heart microphone, you're an awesome microphone, work really great, and some microphones do not. Um, this is a, I can't remember what that is, an AV, an Avonitech, Aviotech, it works great. And we've got another one, and it doesn't. Now, you know what's funny? If I take this microphone upstairs and put it on our system upstairs on our main filming, doesn't work worth a damn. I put it here, works perfectly. I take the one upstairs, bring it down here, it's absolute crap. It's it, quirky, tech is quirky. It's, I think that's the theme of this conversation. It's very quirky and be patient. Um, gee, YouTube, um, don't read your comments. <laughs> Just don't read comments because there's, well, there's some really nice people, there's some really not nice people out there. Um, what other lessons have we learned? Um, set your system up and do not move it. Hmm. Uh, we had to get some B-roll footage and the camera that we've got facing, uh, that we film on, uh, we had used it to do some B-roll and it probably took us 45 minutes to reset it up. I mean, that's what I've been working on recently is, I mean, you can see one here or two. Yep. Just hanging up lights to where yes. all you have to do is press a button. Yes. And literally shrinking the amount of distance that you have to work at to press record is probably the biggest thing. Yes. So set up the lights, set up the camera. If you have a yes. setup where you're there, maybe 50% of your filming, it's already like yes. just set it up. Just set it have up. Have that and tripod and set leave it. ready to go. Don't touch. Step away from the camera. Yes. Well, see, that's like here. We had to move our camera to just get me because you can see the other chair over here because usually it's back and there's there's two of us. Mm -hmm. And so we had to – so now we've got to spend some time putting everything back. Yeah, yeah. And then we had to bring some lights from downstairs, you know, because we have it set up really differently when it's the two of us because it's, you know, I'm wearing the ear things, which we don't normally do. So even though this is a, a, a podcast, it's still a different setup. You know, yeah. so yeah, get your set up and don't touch it. <laughs> and that's no, I mean, I think that's great advice because when I was in in the beginnings of content creation, a lot of times you don't have the luxury to have a dedicated space to record. So there is a lot of tearing down, putting back yes. up. And in the beginning, you'll do whatever you need. You have that determination. But as time goes on, that's why I still, still today, I'm like, I'm a big encourager of having a dedicated space. Yes. Um, because you're going to be so much more excited if it's yeah. easier to hit that record button. It is. Yeah. Because if you spend your energy setting up, you don't have anything left to film with. Yeah. And I've, I've done that before. I've spent an hour setting up an area and just like, oh, I'm, yeah. not, no, I'm not interested now. 
And I like that you said audio because a lot of times people think the only thing that matters is a fancy video camera. When y'all, people can forgive a bad video image, but they but, cannot forgive bad audio. Yeah, I feel bad that, for Linus with his uh, uh, thing that he just did, the build The live stream. The yeah, live yeah, stream yeah. build off. Poor Austin and his audio. It's like, oh, I feel for you. Yeah. Now, and then Linus having all those problems with the WAN show because they would tear it up and put it up and tear it down and put it up and tear it down. And then the audio yeah. wouldn't work or something wouldn't work. And it wasn't until he left it in one place that it started to to even out and work so yeah yeah no yeah. I, I it yeah. seems so simple but I'm glad you said that because literally the last podcast usually I'm on like a pretty good flow I have my office I have things but I've been filming different things so I've been breaking down the podcast setup Ooh. and oh, usually I'm so oh. used to just hitting record on my uh yep. the road uh whatever the fancy roadcaster thing yep um and I'm ready to go. And so I did that on my last podcast, but I didn't notice that I had forgot to set up a um, oh. the preamp to the mic. Oh no! So my mic is just completely shot. Oh, I feel the pain. So creating those systems, creating, huge. Yep, the space, the audio, and pressing record. I think they're probably the three biggest things. Yep, yep, amazing. Anything else to say? Anything else to put out in the world? Oh, no, just thanks so much for watching and for hanging out with us and um, for supporting us. We super, super appreciate it. Amazing. Yeah, we're because you, you mentioned five YouTube channels. So for the people who don't want to go in the show notes below and click the links, where should people find you guys? Well, if you go to the main Tech Deals channel on YouTube and on the right hand side, you'll have all the list of other channels. So you'll have Rotec Gaming, you'll have Tech Deals Clips, you'll have Tech Family Reacts, and then you'll have... Uh, it's coming. TNN, Tech News Network. <laughs> there we go. I'm excited to see that. And congrats on getting the URL, youtube.com slash tech deals. Yes. What a, what a great URL. It is a good URL. <laughs> it's, it's always good when you can get that. It is. Um, but amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much for chatting with me, everyone. Uh, the links will be in the show notes below. Thank you all for tuning in on a very techie episode. Um, I enjoyed talking with you and also answering some questions from the audience um and it's fun to talk to a texan thank you i appreciate it yeah, yeah yeah so thanks for being on everyone make sure you're subscribed on apple Podcasts, spotify google Podcasts, wherever you listen until next time thank you for listening bye guys <laughs>